make sure you find your niche and you specialize in it and you become great at it. Because I think that it's so easy in this industry to see a shiny object and bounce around and just think that you can do all these different things. But really the most success you're going to have is be the guy in that specific field where they know they can come to you. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, Best Ever listeners, and welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Jason Javer. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Theo. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for joining us. Looking forward to our conversation. A little bit about Jason. He is a managing partner at Vista Homes and has eight years of real estate experience. He currently has 100 units in production. He has a 30-unit rental portfolio and has experience with wholesaling and flips as well. He is based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and his website is Vista Homes CLT. Com. So Jason, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what your focus is today? Yeah, definitely. I think I'll start with, I moved down to Charlotte and wanted to get started in real estate full-time and on the residential side. And I was around 23, 24 years old at the time and quickly realized that it was a little bit more difficult than just reading the blogs and the podcasts that I had been following. So at that point, I realized I kind of needed some steady income as well. So I got a full-time job as a financial analyst at a company here. And then also kept working on the real estate nights and weekends and eventually met my current business partner. And we just kind of working together and uh, kind of just taking little step by step until eventually we each kind of had saved up enough money to feel like this was like a now or never time and to kind of go into it full steam ahead, full time. So at that point, I quit the job and just kept pursuing Vista little by little. And, and today, like you mentioned, we do roughly 15 to $20 million in sales. We have a team of eight other people. We specialize in infill new construction in Charlotte, North Carolina. So really what we're doing is we're finding property that's within a few miles of uptown and either it's vacant land or maybe an existing rundown building. And then we're looking to add density through new construction. And then we really specialize in single family homes, townhomes, and duplexes. Generally, our sites are anywhere from two to 15 units. So it allows us to be larger than a mom and pop builder, but smaller than your national builder. So we've been able to carve our niche in the market and really try to hone in on our core client, core product. And that's a lot of what we focus on today. When you transitioned from your full-time job in the financial sector to full-time real estate, had you done deals yet? Or was it just you had enough money to start doing deals? We had done deals. We were doing deals throughout that time. So in the beginning, we were doing a little bit of wholesaling, a little bit of renovations and picked up some rentals. So we were definitely doing deals throughout. And then we just kept kind of morphing the business and growing it. And then eventually we felt like we had enough saved up and then also enough of a foundation of stuff in the pipeline to move on, but definitely had the full-time income that was able to at least pay all my bills and have a little bit left over. So that way, everything I made in real estate, I was saving and reinvesting, saving and reinvesting along the way. How did you find your business partner? We met at a networking event, probably a little bit of luck, serendipity. 
we met at the time he was a commercial pilot. So he had a little bit of an irregular schedule, whereas my schedule was more of a typical nine to five. And I just realized that it was going to be pretty hard to hit all my goals and to grow while also having a nine to five and that I kind of needed a partner. And then I think we just got lucky that I tend to be the more analytical one in the business and he's just like better at kind of sales and construction and design. So kind of fortunate that we didn't have the exact same traits and qualities. I definitely can't say that I interviewed a hundred people and really found the perfect fit. I think we just got kind of lucky that our goals aligned and the things that we do. There was a nice Venn diagram approach there where the things that I was really good at, vice versa, he was able to pick me up on things I'm not as good at. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. Realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget to actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports based on the KPIs that matter to you and your business. Try it risk-free today at realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. When you and him met and decided to become partners, had you already decided that the focus was going to be on the infill new construction or did that come later? That came later. So like our first deal that we did together was like a $50,000 condo that we put like $15,000 into it and sold it for like $95,000. And basically throughout, we just kind of kept growing and kept evolving. So from there, we started doing a little bit larger renovations. And then we really stumbled upon our first new construction opportunity and kind of got lucky on that as well. And then we just kind of learned over time that for our skill set and our business and our goals, that new construction was going to be the way to go. So fortunately, we aligned in that sense, but then also it fit what we were looking to do as well. Let's talk about the stumbling across new construction. What's the story behind that? Yes. So at the time we were basically converting two bedroom, one bath homes into like three bedroom, two bath homes and adding a thousand square feet. And that was our business model. We came across this property and got a great deal on it. And we were all set to add some square footage. And at that point, we didn't have the contractor's license in-house like we do now. So we were hiring out 
for the renovations and all the work that we were getting done. So we kind of went to this builder and we said, like, here's our renovation plan. What do you think? And he said, hey, have you looked into subdividing this lot and building new home? And we didn't know anything about that concept at the time. We're like, that's really interesting. And we did more homework and it wound up being that that lot was able to be subdivided. And then from there, we did that project and we kept doing renovations. And we just over time found that the new construction was just like a better fit for us. But the crazy thing is like, who knows when we would have stumbled upon it, if not for that random opportunity and that random conversation a little bit. So it kind of shows that you got to kind of be in the game and be tweaking and be taking massive action. And hopefully over time, you get some good breaks along the way as well. How are you guys funding your deals? Are you guys raising capital from investors? Sorry, was that on finding deals or financing them? Financing the deals. We kind of have a few different strategies on the financing side. So we do have relationships with local lenders and we'll use some investors as well to help on those kind of projects. We also have done a bunch of partnerships as well. So you guys and your listeners probably know, I think that there's all different parts where you can add value in the transaction and finding the deal and putting the deal together is a very valuable piece. So if you're able to do that, you can bring in a little bit of the financial side if you need it to get a deal done and still make it very profitable for everyone. So partnerships has definitely been a big piece of our growth. As we grow, we're looking to have more and more retained earnings, continue to grow our financial base and do more things, just kind of spec in-house with local lenders. And then usually they want to see certain pre-sale requirements. So we have like a really focused eye on pre-sales and what specs we have and then what reserves and the debt levels and then trying to build relationships and get clarity from lenders. Because sometimes getting clarity from lenders is a little bit tricky. So you need to try to like get clarity in terms of like, what do you need to see in order for us to continue to do more business together? Because right now, like our goal is to do 30 to 40 units a year and do 15 to 20 million. And we're trying to get really good at that and get as profitable as possible. And one way to do that is to build some lending relationships. So out of the deal you've done so far, what portion have been the local lenders plus investors and what percentages have been the partnerships? I would say up to this point, we were maybe like 50-50. And I think moving forward, we want to get to 80-20, 90-10 even, because the more that you can take on, the more profitable it can be. And then you're able to do less deals, but make the same amount of money. And what we see is when you're building a team, especially, you have to really put everyone in the right place to succeed. So if you're doing too many deals at too low margin and you have employees, then it becomes really hard to kind of keep morale up and culture and everyone kind of jiving on the same page. So last year we did a bunch of partnership projects. So we were probably in that 50-50 range. And this year we're probably trending closer to 75-25. And I think that a year from now, we want to be like 90-10 even just because of everything kind of getting everything to gel and be as profitable as possible. How do you structure these deals with investors? So let's say you're working with a local lender, you're raising the capital for the remainder of the project costs. As an investor, how am I getting paid? So the simplest way to get started could be like a 50-50 split. So 50-50 in terms of if you bring the deal and you're going to do all the work, then the other partner is going to bring all the financial responsibility, bring all the equity, all the debt and receive 50% of the profit. Another way that we do it though, is instead of that, we eventually morph to us keeping two thirds of the deal and bringing maybe 10% of the equity, but then the financial partner still signs on the debt. 
So I think it becomes a function of what you could command. It's all supply and demand and market driven. So if you haven't proven yourself in the beginning, you may have to do a deal and only take 40% or you might be able to take 60%. It becomes a negotiation and a supply demand type of scenario, but that's kind of where we're at currently. What about the passive investors though? I got to understand that doing a partnership, you split it 50-50 or you guys take a little bit more and then you bring on some of the equity, but the people who are actually the equity investors, mm-hmm. how are you structuring with them? A lot of times it's people that we've done a lot of work with that trust us. And I say that because I think in order to achieve this type of structure, you need to have trust. But we generally just offer a 12% preferred equity return. And there's no personal guarantees involved. So it's really, they trust us. It's not a deed of trust either. But I do think that those are types of the negotiation that you'd have to have with someone. Because I know that if I was getting started with someone and I didn't really know them well, or they were just getting started, I'd maybe want to have a little bit more security than what we have to Mm -hmm. give people now, since we've been doing it successfully for the last eight years. And we've been very fortunate to never miss a payment to anybody and never lose anybody's capital. So Mm -hmm. we've earned that trust over time. So it's almost like the partnerships, like you have to kind of give and take and and negotiate a little bit. And then I think the goal and what we've seen is that you're always just trying to get a little bit better. So what you did last year, if you were giving away 50% of the deal, then in the future, can you only give away 40%? Can you only give away 30%? I think that's the biggest thing with real estate is you're always just trying to tweak and improve and it's a slow process, but you find that over time, if you really kind of stick to what you're doing and continue to reinvest and do things the right way, that they continue to get better if you're doing things the right way. For that 12% preferred return, what period of time is that over? How long are these holes usually? Like if I invest yeah. $100,000, when would I expect to get my hundred grand plus whatever return I get? On our projects, it's going to be a range of 12 to 24 months, depending on the project. Yeah. So it's not too long. We're lucky that a lot of what we do is buy right development here. So we're able to kind of get in, knock a house down and turn it around in 12 months. If it's a little bit of a larger project, it could be closer to the 24 month range, but our sweet spot project is going to be in that 12 to 18 months. And then on the flip side, with the local lenders, what type of financing are you able to secure on these deals? What's the interest rate and the down payments and the loan terms and things like that? I'm just curious. They vary. And that's another thing where it's like where you start, you want to kind of keep improving it and keep getting better and better. So we have some lenders that'll go up to 90% loan to cost and it'll be like a one point origination and a five and a half, six percent 6% interest rate. Some of them do fix, some of them will do floating. So obviously those are really good terms, I think. But I think when you start out, we had a lot of people that started out at 75% loan to cost. So again, that's like making sure that you're always improving your balance sheet, that you're building relationships, that you have multiple lenders that you can talk to. And it's almost like finding a deal with finding lenders. You're going to maybe talk to 20 different people and one or two of them are going to work out and be a good fit. And then over time, maybe that bank merges or that banker moves on and that bank's no longer a resource for you. So you don't want to also put all your eggs in one basket. So that's kind of how we approach the financing side. All right, Jason, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I think my best advice that I can give anyone getting started is make sure you find your niche and you specialize in it and you become great at it. Because I think that it's so easy in this industry to see a shiny object and bounce around and just think that you can do all these different things. But really the most success you're going to have is 
be the guy in that specific field where they know they can come to you. So for us, we're a few miles outside of Uptown. We know the product we want. We know what houses we want to build, and that's us. If you want to be the office guy, figure out exactly what niche you're going to play, tweak it, work on it, but make sure that you're not trying to be a little bit of to everybody, but you're just being great at your one thing and what you can specialize in. All right, Jason, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. All right, first, a quick word from our sponsor. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about RentReady because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. RentReady is a property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With RentReady, you're able to collect rent online and get paid. Find the perfect tenant with a built-in screening and listing service and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash. They can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it. And they can even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. And the best part, RentReady is unlimited. That's right. All this is flat-priced. There's no tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only 54 bucks at RentReady.com when you use our special code BESTEVER. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I dot com with the code B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R at rentready.com to get RentReady's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Did you know that credit checks miss 85% of the information landlords and property managers need to verify new tenants? That's a problem. The solution is Rentify. Rentify provides a platform that allows you to instantly access prospective tenants' financial information and compiles it all into a quick and easy-to-read report to help you select the highest quality tenants. You can access income, payroll, past rent payments, non-sufficient funds, and overdraft history all in one place. Rentify's reports instantly verify the full financial picture of the tenant, so there's no chance of being duped with false information. No one likes to be duped. And the best part is that you can have it all at your fingertips in as little as five minutes. Go check out Rentify at TrustRentify.com and stop wasting time and start fast-tracking the tenant screening process with confidence and ease. With Rentify, you'll no longer have to waste hours or even days collecting all the information you need to verify a tenant, which makes life easier for you and your applicants. Visit TrustRentify.com and use the promo code FAIRLESS for 25% off your first purchase. That's T-R-U-S-T-R-E-N-T-I-F-Y.com and put in the promo code FAIRLESS. That's my last name, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, for 25% off your first purchase. Okay, Jason, what is the best ever book you've recently read? So the best ever book is kind of comes back to the advice that I just gave, but The One Thing by Gary Keller, that was a game changer for me. It really helped me through a lot of tough times. And really the premise of it is find that one thing that if you do that well, every single day, it will pretty much take care of all your other issues. And for me, it was finding deals that kind of fit within what Vista Homes wants to be and what we're going to do to put everyone in the best place to succeed. 
So I know there could be issues with a contractor, there could be issues with an employee, there can be issues with a customer. But I feel like if I'm able to do that consistently every single day and put everyone in the right place to succeed, that nine times out of 10, we're really going to just get to where we need to be. If your business would have collapsed today, what would you do next? So I think, again, now it's starting to get a little redundant, but for me, it would just be find a new niche, try to really find something and make sure that you're adding value. Because I think that real estate, you get rewarded for the amount of value that you add. So the more value that you add, the more you're going to get compensated. So if my business collapsed today, I would look at the landscape and I do love real estate and I love the analytical side. So I'd probably say, where's the next niche? Where can I get in? Where can I take the skills and stuff that I've learned in the past and try to have success in another area of real estate? Tell us about a time you lost money on a deal, how much money you lost and what lessons you learned. Definitely. So we had one new construction project and we lost around $40,000, $50,000 on it. We built the wrong house in the wrong place with the wrong size. So we did a modern new construction home, which whenever you change anything, it's challenging. So that's not really our standard style. So we obviously had cost overruns there. It was like a double yellow line road. It was a little bit busier. It wasn't like tucked in in a neighborhood like we would have liked to be. So we missed on cost. We missed on value. So I think the biggest thing for me that I took away from that is I like to stay away from the double yellow lines as much as possible. So that would signal like a busier road. And then also just kind of stay within that niche and stay within what we do well and continue to just do that over and over again. And we're going to continue to have success. And then what about the best ever deal you've done? The best ever deal has to be the one we talked about earlier today. It was on a street called Everett Place and just stumbled upon the opportunity to subdivide and build our first two new construction homes. And from there, it was quite frankly, a life changer for us. And actually on that exact street, we've done 10 other homes and similar understanding of the zoning and the new construction. So that deal in that neighborhood will always have a, a special place in our heart and it really changed everything for us. What is the best ever way you like to give back? For giving back, I love to help people that are looking to get into real estate. You know, I had a buddy the other day that wants to get into rental property and just kind of asked me a few questions. And I feel like my door is always open to those people. Like I really enjoy it. I enjoy teaching people and at least sharing what I know and my experiences. And that's kind of like how I like to give back at this point. And then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? I'm probably most active on Facebook and LinkedIn. So you can search me, look me up. And then also uh, my business, like we talked about earlier, is Vista Homes. And we're located in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can find us on Instagram and on social media. And our website is vistahomescltcom Perfect, Jason. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and providing us with your best ever advice, which was to find your niche, specialize it, and become great at it. I really appreciate the way you answered my questions when I asked you about financing deals and structuring deals with investors and partners and financing. You didn't just give us the what, but you also gave us the why, as well as the fact that for a lot of these types of structures, it's going to depend on your track record and your experience. So you kind of start off maybe on the less favorable end to you. And then as you get more and more experience, do more and more deals, you'll get a larger cut of the deal. You'll gain more trust from your investors. You'll be able to get better financing from lenders. That all kind of comes back and is incorporated into if you find that one niche and get really, really good at it, you'll be able to benefit from more favorable structures. So Jason, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Really enjoyed this conversation. Best ever listeners as always. Thank you for listening. 
Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.